Welcome to the Corona of Thorns podcast. I'm Father Peter Zwans, and today is Monday of the second week of Easter. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And with your spirit. To prepare ourselves, let us call to mind our sins. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and in what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Let us pray. Grant, we pray, Almighty God, that we who have been renewed by paschal remedies, transcending the likeness of our earthly parentage, may be transformed in the image of our heavenly Maker. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the Acts of the Apostles. As soon as Peter and John were released, they went to the community and told them everything the chief priests and elders had said to them. When they heard it, they lifted up their voice to God altogether. Master, they prayed. It is you who made heaven and earth and sea and everything in them. You it is who said through the Holy Spirit and speaking through our ancestor David, your servant. Why this arrogance among nations, these futile plots among the peoples? Kings on earth setting out to war, princes making an alliance against the Lord and against his anointed. This is what has come true in this very city. Herod and Pontius Pilate made an alliance with the pagan nations and the apostles of Israel against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed, but only to bring about the very thing that you in your strength and your wisdom had predetermined should happen. And now, Lord, take note of their threats and help your servants to proclaim your message with all boldness by stretching out your hand to heal and to work miracles and marvels through the name of your holy servant Jesus. As they prayed, the house where they were assembled rocked. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to proclaim the word of God boldly. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Happy are all who put their trust in the Lord. Happy are all who put their trust in the Lord. Why this tumult among nations, among people, this useless murmuring? They arise, the kings of the earth. Princes plot against the Lord and his anointed. Come, let us break their fetters. Come, let us cast off their yoke. Happy are all who put their trust in the Lord. He who sits in the heavens laughs. The Lord is laughing them to scorn. Then he will speak in his anger. His rage will strike them with terror. It is I who have set up my king on Zion, 
my holy mountain. Happy are all who put their trust in the Lord. I will announce the decree of the Lord. The Lord said to me, you are my son. It is I who have begotten you this day. Ask and I shall bequeath you the nations. Put the ends of the earth in your possession. With a rod of iron you will break them. Shatter them like potter's jar. Happy are all who put their trust in the Lord. Alleluia, alleluia. If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Alleluia. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. There was one of the Pharisees called Nicodemus, a leading Jew, who came to Jesus by night and said, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who comes from God, for no one could perform the signs that you do unless God were with him. Jesus answered, I tell you most solemnly, unless a man is born from above, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said, How can a grown man be born? Can he go back into his mother's womb and be born again? Jesus replied, I tell you most solemnly, Unless a man is born through water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. What is born of the flesh is flesh. What is born of the Spirit is spirit. Do not be surprised when I say you must be born from above. The wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it's going. This is how it is with all who are born of the Spirit. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So we finished the octave of Easter. From Easter Sunday through to the second Sunday of Easter, we've passed through these eight days of celebration. And over those eight days, the readings that we've had have been little icons, little vignettes from Matthew, Mark, Luke and John describing the resurrection of Jesus and how the immediate news of that great event has spread through the disciples. Well, now that we're beginning the second week of Easter, the church now is going to do a bit of a catechesis. She's going to take us to school. And the way that she's going to do that is by giving us some continuous readings from the gospel. So today, we start with the third chapter of John, and we're going to read over this third chapter of John up until Thursday. We're going to hear about this encounter between Jesus and Nicodemus. And it's really important that we try to link these days together so that we follow the pattern of the teaching that Jesus is building upon here for Nicodemus. This catechesis that the church gives us is going to be about baptism. It's going to help us to understand what happened in Jesus' suffering, death and resurrection. And it's going to teach us how we share in Christ's suffering, death and resurrection by means of the sacrament of baptism. So first things first. Pharisee, Nicodemus, leading Jew. Someone who's probably part of the establishment someone who typically would form part of the opposition to Jesus. And yet, he comes at night in order to see Jesus, 
who he acknowledges is a teacher who comes from God because of the signs that Jesus performs. Now, in John's Gospel, this question about light and dark, day and night, is something very important to keep track of. Nicodemus is coming to Jesus by night. Firstly, I suppose, in order to remain hidden from his fellow Pharisees who count Jesus as an opponent. But also a deeper symbolic meaning that Nicodemus is coming from a place of darkness to Jesus, who is the light of the world. That he's going to come to an enlightenment from the darkness in which he presently stands. And so Nicodemus has this word for Jesus. Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who comes from God, for no one could perform the signs that you do unless God were with him. We can already see a kind of dawning of a new light to break into the darkness because Nicodemus has this first element of openness towards Jesus. And the Lord's response here is kind of cryptic. I tell you most solemnly, unless a man is born from above, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Now, I suppose we could question whether Nicodemus's subsequent question to Jesus is one that's made honestly, or if Nicodemus is actually just trying to crack a joke. Because he says, well, how can a grown man be born? Can he go back into his mother's womb and be born again? Here, Nicodemus takes Jesus absolutely literally. How can a grown man go back into his mother's womb and be born again? I suppose in some ways to highlight that what he thinks Jesus has just declared is kind of preposterous. But what's funny is that Jesus here doubles down. He says, well, I tell you most solemnly, unless a man is born through water and the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. What is born of the flesh is flesh. What is born of the spirit is spirit. Now, I suppose we all know what it means to be born of the flesh. When we were born, we received mum and dad to be our parents. And we look toward mum and dad as the ones who have given us their life. And the kind of life that they have given us is human life. That's what it means for them to be our parents. They're the ones who have entrusted us with the kind of life that they have. And the kind of life that they have is the life of the flesh, is human life. And so Jesus says, what's born of the flesh is flesh. Makes good sense. But we have a new announcement as well. That we can be born from above. That we can be born of the Spirit. And what does that mean? It means that there is a gift of new life which can be given to those already born of the flesh so that they may now be born of the Spirit. So just as we would look towards our parents as the ones who have given us their kind of life, now we can look to the gift of a new spiritual life which is akin to being born all over again. Receiving a new kind of life and receiving God himself as our Father. Being born 
through water and the Spirit, is now establishing a new spiritual family. When the Son pours out water and the Spirit upon us, it is a new birth which gives us not the life of flesh, but the life of the Spirit. It is a new birth in which we receive no one less than God himself as our Father. We're going to continue this discourse between Jesus and Nicodemus in the coming days. But at this point, it's enough for us to have seen that God intends to make of us a new creation, which is not only a birth in the flesh, but now a birth in the spirit, which is going to establish not simply the human family in the flesh, but the human family in the spirit. At the Saviour's command and formed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy, we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For, For the kingdom, kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now, now and forever. Let us welcome Christ in our hearts with an act of spiritual communion. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot, at this moment, receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. Thanks be to God. And we finish by praying Pope Francis's prayer to Mary during the coronavirus pandemic. O Mary, you shine continuously on our journey as a sign of salvation and hope. We entrust ourselves to you, health of the sick. At the foot of the cross, you participated in Jesus' pain with steadfast faith. You, salvation of the Roman people, know what we need. We are certain that you will provide, so that, as you did at Cana of Galilee, joy and feasting might return after this moment of trial. Help us, Mother of Divine Love, to conform ourselves to the Father's will, and to do what Jesus tells us. He who took our sufferings upon himself and bore our sorrows to bring us through the cross to the joy of the resurrection. Amen. We seek refuge under your protection, O Holy Mother of God. Do not despise our pleas, we who are put to the test, 
and deliver us from every danger. O glorious and blessed Virgin. Amen. Thanks for praying with us, and may God bless you abundantly, so that this day may give glory to God our Father.